It is a journey to walk through chronic pain and sickness. But at this point, I wouldn't trade the journey in for anything. The waiting when you're in the midst of the chronic pain and the sickness, when you're in the midst of, of it all, the waiting for God to act seems impossible to endure. And the pain feels like a punishment from God. But standing on this side, though, it all feels like a kind gift from my good Father in heaven who saw me and used the brokenness of the world and the brokenness of my body to help me know him more. Because he is my gift and his presence is a gift. Welcome to the Keystone Stories podcast, a place to share the stories God is writing in the lives of our church family. These are stories of transformation, joy, sorrow, pain, and healing. Stories told in the most difficult seasons, as well as seasons of incredible blessing. Stories you can't help but see the faithfulness of God within. As we listen, our prayer is that the church will respond in worship as we remember who Jesus is and all he has done in both the good and hard seasons of life. Today's story is from Carrie Minter. I want to begin my story in the fall of 2019. That fall, I started to just start to have some pain in my back. Um, it was hurting pretty regularly and kind of keeping me from doing some of my normal activities. I started to see multiple doctors. Nobody could really figure out what was going on. Uh, so it ended up in an MRI. And the MRI just revealed I had a herniated disc, which led to some physical therapy. <clears throat> and at that point, I was still pretty hopeful. I'm like, okay, like, here's a problem. We found a solution. You know, we found the solution. Let's just kind of fix it. And But I started physical therapy. And with every time I went, the pain got worse. And it got to the point where I couldn't leave the house. I I couldn't, I went from being really physical act, physically active to I could barely walk the dog around the the block. In fact, it'd be a good day if I was like, I was able to go for a walk today. Um, that'd be like this little award in my in my mind that, okay, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. And there's this weird thing about pain because it seems like this, this localized event, like there's pain in your back. But in reality, chronic pain like this kind of affects every part of your life. And, and it really affected my memory. Like I couldn't remember people's names. I couldn't remember... Um, things that I had said, like my kids would be like, mom, can you do this? And I, I just, I like, I couldn't remember conversations. It was like my brain just started shutting down in order to, to allow me to function through the pain that was just radiating through my whole life. Um, and I think that's probably a good word to describe what I was doing was I was trying to function. I wasn't actually able to engage in life. And so in 2020, the beginning of 2020, I started to see a pain management doctor to see if there's anything else we could do or if I needed to have surgery, um, how we could just sort of manage this pain. And he started some treatments. And again, every, with every treatment, it would make it worse. And I would, um, he tried, I can remember the first time he tried a steroid shot. Within 30 minutes, it was like my lower body was paralyzed. I couldn't move. Like Brent had to carry me up the steps into our bedroom, and I was just like stuck on the bed. And and this like this fear goes through your mind, like oh my gosh, like can I 
am, I'm having, I'm not 1% of the population that has such an adverse reaction to these shots. Like, am I not going to be able to walk anymore? Like, um, it just became like this cycle of like, okay, this, we're going to try this. This is what's going to help you feel better. And we would try it and then it would make it go like 17 times worse. Um, it was I think like the way to describe that year would be like it was an isolating year. I couldn't sit through church. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't like make it through a whole grocery store run. Um, and there was really no solutions as to what was happening in my in my body or how to even fix it. And they were scared to try surgery because I was having such an adverse reaction to everything else. They didn't know what my body would do to surgery. So it was just like this, you're stuck in this in-between with no hope. Um, that things could get better. And then in the fall of 2020, so like a year after the pain first started in my back, I started having these migraine headaches. And they weren't like just one headache. It's just like I woke up one day with a migraine and I hadn't ever had something like that happen before. And um, But it never went away. It was just constant. And so I, I went to it like after having it for like a week, went to a doctor, you know, we tried medicines and then I went to like muscle testing we tried supplements I changed my diet um, and four months of of trying all of these interventions and nothing working and everything I tried just making it worse um, ended up in an MRI again in January of 2021 ended up with an MRI um, just a scan of my brain to see if there's something more going on to cause this cluster of migraines Actually, I'm pretty sure that day will always be ingrained in my mind. Um, it was a Thursday morning that I had the MRI, and that Thursday afternoon, my doctor called me with the results. And I can, he was a family friend, so um, he said, Hey, Carrie, okay, I need you to get a piece of paper. And then he's like, Is Brent home? And I was like, No. <laughs> he goes, Okay. And he kind of took a deep breath. And I was like, John, you just have to tell me what you need to tell me. Like, and he's like, okay, well, I need you to write down what I'm gonna say. And I'm like, okay. Um, he goes, and then you have, like he gave me his personal phone number and he's like, and Brent can call me if he has any questions. And I was like, and at that time, like my heart's racing and I'm like, what is he going to say, right? And I don't remember, I remember writing down a whole bunch of big words. <laughs> I don't really remember everything that he said. The only thing I remember is radiology has looked at your MRI and they have, they have classified it as MS. And my, as I'm writing down everything else of the conversation that he says, I, I'm, my brain is like racing. My brain is racing going, okay, MS, what do I know about MS? What do I know about MS? It's like, well, these, there's like races to fundraise for it. Like that's really the only thing that would pop in my head. Like I don't think there's a cure. Like I know they're always doing like research search for it. So like, I'm trying to like process, like to make some sense, like this is okay, like this is another challenge we can figure, like what's the solution to this challenge? Um, so I get off the phone with the doctor, Brett comes in from work and like, you know, we've got three kids, the kids are going crazy, like it's kind of dinner time and I'm like, and he can see in my face something's going on and I'm like, we just gotta feed dinner. And he's like, no, why don't you come back to the bedroom and tell me what the doctor said? So I just like showed him the paper that I'd written down. And he responds, he's like, okay, but we're not gonna worry till we know something definite. Like, we don't have anything definite. We have to see a neurologist. Like, we're not gonna worry yet. I'm like, okay, like, that's, that's our plan. Like, we're gonna shut our brain off from what could be happening and we're just gonna wait till we see the neurologist. That was Thursday morning. 
um, over the weekend I started having like some pain in my mouth and my teeth and I'd never even had a cavity before I didn't really never had pain in my mouth um, but um, so Monday so the MRI was Thursday Monday I woke up had an appointment with the family doctor she did a bunch of blood work um, she called me later that afternoon I was like okay Carrie can you need to sit down we need to have a conversation and I was like okay um, and she's like you're your levels, your immune system, um, you have no immune system anymore. Your body's not creating antibodies. Um, your levels are so low, but we need to send you to a specialist and get this checked out. And I'm like, okay, so I might have MS. I now have a mo no immune system. Um, I had made an appointment with the dentist on Tuesday because my mouth had started hurting. So I'd go to the dentist um, to see what was going on. And he's like, okay, Carrie, <laughs> just take a deep breath. Um, it's going to be okay. And that's how we started the conversation. And I was like, what is happening, Lord? Like my whole body is falling apart. And he, he looked at me and he said, um, the dentist looked at me and said, um, the gums in your mouth are destroying each other for some reason. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why. There's nothing, hap nothing in there that's causing it that I can see, but I need to send you to a specialist um, to see if they can keep your, like can, can save your teeth. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, I, at that point, I was just kind of in shock, right? Um, so Wednesday, I go to the specialist. He's like, we gotta have to, we're going to have to do surgery. Um, Friday, I go back. It's like this two-hour surgery on my gums. Um, and I walked away from that surgery, and I think my whole life was just in shock. Like, my brain sort of shut off. I didn't know how to process what, what had just happened. Um, I'd always been so healthy, and I'd kind of prided myself on that. Um, I was, I took care of myself, we ate healthy, I worked out regularly, um, I was really independent, um, didn't need a whole lot of help to get through life, like, and now in a, in a span of a week, my entire body had shut down, um, and there was nothing I could do about it. I couldn't care for my family, I couldn't care for myself. Um, I couldn't contribute anywhere in life. Uh, I was, I was just sort of stuck in my house, in pain, sick, and there's no solution to change the situation. So 2021 became the year of simply surviving. Um, doctors would try medications. I would remember, like, remember that whole steroid thing with my back. Like one percent of the population would react that way. That became like the. <laughs> The theme of my life. Every possible side effect that was like less than 1% of the population experiences a side effect. I would experience that side effect. Um, I reacted badly to everything. And so it was trying medications for three months, reacting badly, going back in, changing the medications, rinse and repeat for the entirety of 2021. And something kind of weird happened, I guess, maybe in my brain. I think that's important to say when you're dealing with chronic sickness and chronic pain, um, your whole body goes into survival mode. So you're not able to have like really great conversations with people because you can't engage or you can't process life fast enough because your your body's just sort of trying to survive. Like you're trying to, okay, I can take my kids to work or to school and I can get some food for the house and then I can do my job that I'm required to do. But having a conversation or engaging in people's lives. Like there's not really an ability to do any of that. 
because you're just exhausted. Like logical problem solving, which I'd always been such a logical problem solving person, but logical problem solving just didn't exist because my brain was exhausted. My body was exhausted um, and it was just in the survival mode. And so um, we get to December of 2021 and I finally was like, okay, like I'll try one more medicine, but I'm really like, I don't know, like I can't just keep doing the cycle of medicines reacting badly, coming back in like medicines. Like I was just exhausted from trying so many things, like getting some hope and then the hope being crushed because um, it not working. So um, December, like two weeks before Christmas of 2021, the neurologist changed my medicine. Um, but when she changed it, she forgot how sensitive I had been to all the medicines and didn't taper me off slow enough. So over the Christmas holidays, I was just, I was really emotional. I felt like almost out of body experience. Um, not really sure what's happening. The day after Christmas, Brent was like, hey, why don't you go to a hotel? Like this has been a really stressful year and a half. Maybe you just need some alone time. Like, um, let's, I'll figure out the kids. I'll figure everything out. You just, let's just get you a place where you can just rest um, and maybe just have some time to yourself. Um, so I walked into that hotel room. Uh, it was January of, I don't know, like January of 2022, walked into that hotel room and got so sick. I, I really did think that I was dying. And all I could think of was like, I, I don't, my head feels like it's going to explode. My whole body was shaking. I was sick to my stomach. Um, just like laying on this bathroom floor in this hotel, calling Brent on speaker because I couldn't look at my phone because even the light on my phone would make me get sick again. And just being like, I don't know what's happening, but I think I'm dying. Um, and we, it was like 48 hours in that hotel room of just that pain before like this realization of like, I think you're going through withdrawal. Like um, between the two of us, he we found out like the drug that I had switched off of, um, normally you're tapered for a pretty significant amount of time off of it. And that's that wasn't what I had done. And so was kind of going through withdrawal from this medicine, um, but it was over the holidays still. Like it was before, I don't know, like it was all the, all, so the offices weren't really open. I couldn't get, my doctor was on vacation. Um, I couldn't get any answers. There was no solution. There was no one to help. I was by myself on this bathroom floor. And it was, suddenly I felt God asking me if his presence was enough. And I remember, like I can still picture that bathroom floor because it was such a profound experience. Like it wasn't this audible voice. It was just a deep inside my soul. Um, God saying, like, my presence is with you, and is that enough? Because I had spent a year and a half looking for healing. I had seen every doctor. I had tried every supplement. I had tried every medicine. I'd gone holistic. I'd gone functional. I've gone, I've changed my diet. I've changed my eating habits, um, all in an attempt to get my life back to normal. I had begged God for healing. I had searched the scriptures for hope trying to regain the life that I'd always had. And now laying on the bathroom floor, I felt like the Lord was asking me if he was enough. If this was my life forever, was he enough? And 
immediately Philippians 4 popped into my mind. And in verses 11 through 13, Paul is writing this letter and he's writing from prison. And he says like, I have learned the secret of being content in any and all circumstances. I have learned the secret of being content. And I've always like wondered about that verse. That's been one of those verses I memorized like 20 years ago, but it always comes back to me. Like, what is that secret of always being content? And laying on that bathroom floor, I just like, the whole passage, like, um, I had came back to mind. Like I had memorized it years ago, but like from verse one through the verse 13, just started flooding through my mind. Um, right after he says, I've learned the secret of being content, it goes on saying, I'm able to do all things through him who gives me strength. And I think often we use that verse to like, I can do the hard things in life because God's gonna like strengthen me. But in that moment, it was like, his presence is with me. You can live the life that he's giving you, even if it's as horrible as it feels right this moment, because his presence is with you. Like that's your strength. His presence is your strength. Um, before Paul makes a statement about contentment in verse 11 and 12 and 13, um, starting in verse four, he does. he says all these, really important statements. He says, rejoice in the Lord always in verse four. In verse five, he says, the Lord is near. In verse six, he says, don't worry, but give everything to God. And then in verse seven, he says, and then the peace of God will surround you and guard you. And then in verse eight, he's like, focus your thoughts on these truths. And then we get to verse 11 where it's like, I've learned the secret of being content. And I was laying on that bathroom floor and I was just like, am I going to be content with the life God has given me today? Not the, not like chasing, continuing to chase after the life that I had like a year and a half ago, but am I content with the life God's given me today? And I had to look at myself and look at the God that I serve and the scriptures that I love and say, yes, like I have, I preach, I teach, I state all the time that God is in control, He is sovereign, and He is good. And in that moment, I had to come to that place where I'm like, if this is the life you've given me, God, then it is good because it's from you. Um, there's a brokenness in this world, there's a brokenness in my body um, that will all one day be resurrected and perfected in, in, in Christ when He returns again. But for this moment, if I, as I'm living in this brokenness, is his presence enough? As I had to sit there and say, I actually said out loud to God, like your presence is enough. If this is a life you're giving me, chronic pain, chronic sickness, if this is my life, it is okay because your presence is with me. And in that moment, my soul did find peace. Like my body didn't quit being sick. I was still, um, I was still pretty miserable but my soul was at peace. Like the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus is a true statement. Um, and in that moment, I, I gave my chasing of my health and trying to find a normal life back to God. And I started practicing accepting what God was giving me with a thankful heart. It's really easy to say that. Like it's really hard to, to keep living it out, right? To leave that bathroom floor. And then to be like, okay, um, this is this is the life God's giving me. Lord, give me the secret of being content. Um, I'm gonna rejoice in you every day when I wake up. I'm gonna I'm gonna give all my worries to you as they cross my mind. I'm gonna think about what is true. 
um, those are going to be my spiritual disciplines that I employ to get through the life that you've given me. And and it is difficult. Like you make plans and you have to cancel them because you're sick or because the pain flares up and you have to remember yourself, okay, nope, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust that you see my disappointment and that you have a different agenda for my life right now. Um, it is a journey to walk through chronic pain and sickness. But at this point, I wouldn't trade the journey in for anything. The waiting when you're in the midst of the chronic pain and the sickness, when you're in the midst of, of it all, the waiting for God to act seems impossible to endure. And the pain feels like a punishment from God. But standing on this side, though, it all feels like a kind gift from my good Father in heaven who saw me and used the brokenness of the world and the brokenness of my body to help me know him more. Because he is my gift and his presence is a gift. So now here we are a year past um, that bathroom floor experience. Um, and there's still just a lot of unknowns in my life and in my health. Uh, doctors still don't really know concretely. I mean, diagnosing things is just difficult and hard. And um, and so I think I live in this world of unknown. And I think the journey God took me through has given me um, some peace in that unknown. Like. MS is one of those things that it can look, it can be MS or it can be a lot of other things, you know, it can be, it can be diagnosed one way, it can be diagnosed as a lot of different other things. And so, um, but in reality, until you start having a lot of symptoms, there's nothing they can do for it. And so, um, so after my bathroom floor experience, I just, I got angry <laughs> and I got like kind of fed up with myself and how much I had I could just look back and see how I just chased healing as a form of my God um, I had put health as a God in my life as if if I could just find the treatment that would make me healthy again then life would be good and so I left that bathroom floor and it took almost six weeks for my, um, for kind of withdrawal symptoms to go away, go come out of my system and for me to feel like normal again. Um, and then like a week later I broke my foot and was on crutches. And, and, and in those moments it was just like, okay, it was just like God just kept saying like his presence was, I can't even put into words how close his presence was. Um, but it was just like, okay, are you going to trust me? Do I still have you? Like I couldn't read my Bible. For those six weeks I had withdrawal symptoms, I couldn't read my Bible. But I could, every verse I've ever memorized in my whole life just kept coming back through my head. It was like all day long. I could just hear scripture in my head. Like the, the hide his word in your heart that it might not flee from you. Like that is such a real statement and became such a reality of what got me through when I couldn't read because my head was hurting so bad and my body was going through this withdrawal. And, um, and then like, and then seeing the sufficiency of God in those moments when I couldn't do things that I'd normally done because my body was breaking down there 
and then I break my foot a week later and it was almost like, oh, wait, God, I thought that you and I were on this path. Like I thought like, okay, we had this great moment and I had, con- I had you know, like, confessed my idolatry of my health and my chasing after all these other things to bring me peace. And when you are the only thing that can give me peace and now I'm stuck back in my house again, um, this was not the way I thought it was going. But even in that, there was just like this blessing of like, I just need you to know that my presence is enough, Carrie. I needed you not to just run into your old default, like, okay, no, you're not having withdrawal symptoms, so now you're gonna run in your old default thing where you're independent and taking care of yourself and doing it all. And um, I can remember even I broke my foot and a friend reached out, I was like, hey, can we do a meal train? And I was like, no, I can totally do meals. And then I was like, wait, nope, like, like, just say yes. Like, let people help you figure out how do you make this where you don't have to take care of it all. And and so, like, it's been this journey this last year of the Lord just re- of opening my eyes where I maybe put in an idol my own self-sufficiency or my own independence or um, my ability to be healthy. And, and so, like, even now, so uh, within some of this, um, some of the inflammation in my back has gone away. And so I have to be careful, but I never had to have surgery. And um, I'm not in chronic pain with my back at this point. And, but every once in a while I can feel, I just have to, I have to approach life differently. Like I have to, uh, where before I could always say, of course I can do that. Now I can be like, okay, let me see if I can do that. Like, And it not feel attack on me or that I'm less than or that I'm weak because I have to say no to things or I can't do things the right way. Um, I can go into a gym now where for a year I couldn't even walk into a gym and work out. Now I can go in and um, and I can modify everything and not feel bad about myself that I can't do things anymore. I can just have this such this thankful heart that, oh, I was able to step into the gym today and move my body. Um, and I think it took a year and a half of that chronic pain and that chronic sickness for me to appreciate the little gifts of like, hey, I can take my kids to school today and it not be... Um, and not be difficult. Hey, I can have a conversation with my husband and it not be taxing on my brain because I'm trying to engage, but I'm in so much pain I can't think of the words to say, you know? Like, I can can listen to my kids process their life and and all those things that maybe at one time I never even thought twice about, I just appreciate a lot more now. Um, And so I think that's one of the reasons I am thankful, like whatever, the ending diagnosis is wherever my life goes from here health wise like i'm thankful for the the year and a half where everything was so difficult um i wouldn't wish that on anybody because it was really difficult it was difficult in all my relationships it was difficult time of life but uh the the peace that i have with the lord i think is one of those deepening faith moments that come through the hardships of life and And I would say that anyone that's suffering from chronic pain or chronic sickness, when there's no hope, there's no solutions, there's no healing in sight, and you actually don't know when it will end or if it will ever end, uh, I think that that's a difficult place to be in because you're like, yeah, the Lord is your hope, but you're like, but what does that mean? How How does that help me today when I can't get out of bed? How does the Lord really real in my life when I, I can't even do the basic, situ, basic things in front of me and my relationships are crumbling apart around me because I can't engage in them. And 
to be able to press into that and to look to the Lord who hears you, who sees you, who knows you and say, Lord, this is confusing. And your word says you, you are my hope, but I don't feel it. I don't know it. I can't understand it. Like, And to keep pressing into the Lord because he will answer you. Often we just have to be patient enough to wrestle with him um, and endure the wrestling and the question and the asking. And, and when he responds and when he teaches you, it's precious and it's not something that I'd ever trade in a million years. Thank you for listening to the Keystone Stories podcast. For more stories, visit us at keystonelife.com stories.